Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Two seconds, one second. They just get the snap off. Final play of the ball game, barring a penalty. Murray scrambling around, flips it forward to Di Mercado. Oh. And Di Mercado is going to go out of bounds, jarred out by Edmonds, and that's a Bears winner. 27-16, Chicago wins Excellent it. Excellent job. Um, you know, again, I say this when you got a little bit of break because you guys got a break, right? You got a victory Monday. <laughs> See you Wednesday. See you Wednesday. It's the Great Clips post-game show presented by Tullamore Dew, and that is uh, Coach Flusi, Coach Eberflus, uh in the locker room basically telling the guys, load up on mold wine and eggnog. <laughs> you don't have to be here till Wednesday. So that's nothing nice. better than victory Monday. Oh Pat. man. <laughs> that's some of the, the three best words to hear is see yep. you Wednesday. I mean, that means you won. <laughs> um, you're on a roll. They don't need you in there on Monday for corrections and all that stuff. That was just, that's a good feeling. Yeah. You can and, do your uh, work anyway, right? You go in Monday, you do your work, but, but it's not yeah, that same. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You're in, right. but it's not that um, it just feels different. And you know what I mean? It's like the, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah. the stress level is down a little bit of having, you know, Coaches' meetings and all that kind of stuff with with uh, position meetings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, is there uh, is there mulled wine in a Hawaiian Christmas, Olin? Meli Kalikimaka, by no. the way. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure there is somewhere. I'm sure there is okay. somewhere. I just uh, wonder is there a is not, there a not Christmas, where I grew up? <laughs> is there a Christmas drink? <laughs> yes, Heineken's. Oh, there you go. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Nothing like a little Dutch beer to celebrate. It's green. It's green, right? I mean, it's green. Patrick, are you an eggnog guy? What what, what would your – Not an eggnog guy. I I don't discriminate my alcohol, though, except I guess it was eggnog. So whatever's being served, I'll probably drink. Well, we got to get a long snapper IPA in here, Pat. Oh, of course. Oh, there you go. I'm sure I'll have one of those tonight. I'm sure I'll have one of those tonight. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, what I, about you, I, Molly? How about you, I had Molly? to go. I had to go to the uh, to the, uh, the booze store to pick up various bottles of booze. And my plan, mm-hmm. I we have Christmas tomorrow. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I'm gonna make some Moscow mules, mm. just because mm. I was at a wedding and they had Moscow mules, and I thought it was like a cool drink. I'd never had one, 
It's actually got a little kick to it. I don't mind a little uh, vodka-based drink. Sure. Sounds yeah. good. On yeah. a holiday? What, what do you, what do you, what do you, how do you make your Moscow, Moscow mule? Uh, I guess, according to the recipe I saw, it's very simple. You get, you get mm-hmm. some um, vodka. So a couple ounces mm-hmm. of vodka, that'd be a shot of vodka, maybe like a shot in a, in a little bit of, um, of lime juice, and then you hit it with a ginger beer, and you throw some lime in it. So it's actually like mm. a – you're supposed to drink it in these brass kind of glasses, so it's, it's kind of a cold drink. But I always feel like vodka – is like you know the 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 Russians drank a lot of vodka and they had some harsh winters, so I'm thinking that might even work. Although I don't believe a Moscow Mule is actually uh, Russian; it's just got vodka in it. I think it, I don't know where it was made. I, I'm guessing it's American. Probably, <laughs> yeah, guessing. But you know the Irish drink a lot of whiskey, and I am not much of a whiskey drinker. It's uh, well, doesn't okay. work out for me. Puts me but to I sleep got, on the couch. Uh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't do it. But, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to have a drink tonight, and I would imagine tomorrow for Christmas I'll have a drink tomorrow night. Mm. So that's good. Well, we get to celebrate a Bears if win. Someone ma- if someone makes you, right? If you yes. have to, you have to. <laughs> if I'm forced, if I'm forced to feed booze forced. to others, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I've got a sample yeah, I'm, I'm what I'm like giving. Pat. I don't really overthink my, 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 my alcoholic beverages. I walk in, yep. whatever you have or whatever's yep. there, I, I'm in. Yep. Yeah. Open up the cooler, the fridge, or whatever. I'm like, hmm, all right, I'll have that. <laughs> if we're having Moscow mules, yes, I'm in. I'm having yeah, a Moscow I'm mule, Molly. I'm coming over. <laughs> I'm sending them. I'm sending them out. 27-16. So that's a, you know, I mean, all in all, that's a healthy win. You, you mm-hmm. get the goal of allowing 17 points or less in terms of your defense. And, um, and Justin Fields said this week 28 points. He got 27. That's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. just I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I get a little critical on this, and it's just the way I kind of went about my work as well. Like I was, I would celebrate a win, but also be like, what can I do better? But it's a win that's by 11 points. But you thought it would be more comfortable. You thought it would be more convincing, and that's just what I was hoping for. And to see the ugly interception happen in the fourth quarter and have them, you know, get back within the game a little bit, that's what I didn't like to see. And they ended up winning. But to me, it was the Cardinals losing this game more than the Bears really, you know, dominating this game like I was hoping to see. Yeah, and, and, and Pat, like really good points, but you would say that, that saying that about the Chicago Bears is improvement for them. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's, that, true. that's the only point I'm that's making true. is like I, I, I totally agree there. You know, watch the same game you guys watched, mm-hmm. saw the same things you guys saw, saw the team that you worried about, right? Oh man, like interception and then go down and score seven right away on that defense. Like, come on, man. Uh, not not again, right? And why can't we just throw the ball all over the field on this secondary with all these undrafted rookies in the secondary, right? Why can't we do things like in the first quarter, I think he hit Cole Komet over the middle on a second down. It was a really nice pass. You just thought that was going to be over and over again watching this game, right? That there's no way the Cardinals were going to have a chance to stop them, and it wouldn't take uh, Gannon making really two really bad decisions to seal the game away. But yeah. it did, yeah. right? So, but, 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 Thinking that the Chicago Bears should dominate someone, to me, uh, uh, from last year, from the beginning of this year, yep. is improvement. Yeah, no, that's a great point because it's you know what we were, we were preaching patience all the time, right? When they were the Arizona Cardinals, we we're like, just wait, just wait, we're getting better, we're getting better, and now you are seeing improvement, and that's that's a realistic breakdown of who the Bears are. 
um, I guess I got to put some positive spin on this during the Christmas time or Christmas holidays. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but that, that's that's a great point too. You, you got to look at it that way as well. That where they've come from, which was the Cardinals last year, to where they are now, that's improvement. Let's just keep building on it. And uh, you know, I, I just yeah, I, that's that's a good way to, good way to look at. It. I, I got to be a little more positive today. It's Christmas Eve, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to Stephen. Stephen is listening on the Odyssey app. Hey, Stephen. Uh, guys, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Same to you. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Good. I think uh, last week's game and this week's game, it's kind of like a, you know, a microcosm of, uh, you know, uh, Matt Eberflus's tenure, uh, basically. Um, you know, the, you know, I saw Justin Jones drop back into coverage on that uh, Cardinals' first touchdown again, which is very, which is preposterous, once again. And uh, the Luke Getze, uh, has again, I agree with everybody there. He has no feel for the game and still can't figure out the third and fourth down in one situation. You know, you know, I think to quote, you know, Maya Angelo, when someone shows you who they are, you know, believe them the first time. And, you know, both guys, unfortunately, have shown plenty of times this year that they have uh, the football acumen and the leadership skills to elevate the Bears. This is as far as we can go. And, you know, I know Ryan Pulse is probably thinking and probably finds himself in an arduous position. Uh, you know, last week and this week, the defense played exceptionally well. But the offense that he has put together, uh, I think it leaves a lot to be desired. You know, the uh, the receivers were basically uh, non-existent after, you know, DJ Moore got hurt, as, as did Cole Komet. Um, the offensive line struggled again. You know, Nate Davis had two penalties, uh, Lucas Patrick, um, you know, got a penalty, although that was somewhat of a questionable one, I know, uh, in the eyes of many people. But, um, you know, this is probably his one and only shot at drafting a franchise quarterback. And, you know, Eberflus and Getty just unfortunately made things more complicated about, you know, the uh, where they are, where is the quarterback situation. You know. Okay. Thank you, Stephen. It's a complicated situation, guys. Yeah, it very the much. The quarterback. Is. Yeah, there's no way around it. And I, and I think the problem is, and you mentioned it earlier, Pat. It's like everything is the play breaks down, and he makes a great play. Mm-hmm. That, that if you're going to have success with Justin Fields, part of it is understanding. It's never going to be like in time on time, and it, it, it just isn't. It's it's sad but true. I, I thought today's game. I was hoping we could answer the question. Did we win because of Justin Fields or with Justin Fields? And we still didn't get that answer. I, I thought this was a game he could come out there and dominate and really light it up, and you'd be like, man, that's the potential we should see or can see. But I just don't think we did. I feel like in my eyes, he, we won be, be, uh, with Justin Fields, not because of. Yes, his legs were great and all that kind of stuff, but you also can't take away Khalil Herbert and the offensive line, how well they blocked in the run game, that if they just continue doing that, that's a win as well. Yeah, and as you guys say, it's complicated because I go back to the fact that that's what the Cardinals were giving them, right? It was a shocking to me mm-hmm. that Gannon decided to play a light box and play zone behind, deep zone behind it, and that's what the Bears had, and, and they dominated the offensive line. Now, if they would have blitzed him all day and he had to make plays with his arm and, and receivers had to get open against man, press man coverage, uh, then hopefully we could have saw what we wanted to see. But again, in the Justin Fields story, um, there's like – two or three ways to tell it, 
right? There's two or three different ways to tell the story depending on what view uh, you're taking on it. And, and we're trying to be as fair as possible, yep. uh, looking at what actually was going on. Uh, and then, you know, that interception is just something you just keep coming back to, right? Why even throw that? Throw it out of bounds or throw it to um, DJ Moore on the post, rip it in there. We've seen him throw that ball too before. So, so it's an interesting uh, uh, thing to look at. That's why I think when you get callers, one caller says one thing and the other caller says uh, another thing and everyone seems to have a good point because where are we with Justin Fields right now? Uh, they beat the 3-12 and Arizona Cardinals. It didn't feel like when they beat the, the division-leading Lions when right. they came here and a lot of people called that a statement win for Coach Eberflus. This just, just felt like um, you beat a team that is in a total rebuild on defense. Man, uh, it, it, it is um, – it's just difficult to know if there's ever going to be a time where, you know, Just Fields was 15 for 27 for 170 yards passing. And I get it. They didn't even need to pass because they were running all over the place and 250 rushing yards is usually going to win a game. Um, but, but that's – I mean, 170 yards – Two of those throws were kind of miracle catches. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Yeah, it's just to me that's that's these numbers you read here: 170 yards throwing, 97 yards rushing. That's what he's been. That's what we've yeah. seen throughout this entire <laughs> career, right? And then you yes. get the interception in the fourth quarter. We've seen that throughout his career. So this to me was just a a, a normal Justin Fields game, and I was hoping to see more, and we didn't get it. But that's just this is just I think who he is right now with Luke Getzey calling the plays. Let's try uh, Jim. Jim's in DeKalb. Hi, Jim. Oh, we lost Jim? What the hell? That's my fault. Jim went to go drink some whiskey. I don't blame him. He had had (laughs) a hot buttered rum waiting for him. What else was he going to (laughs) do? What if that hot buttered rum got cold? I think think Greg is at Hanover Park. We have Greg. Hey, Greg. You have Greg. Thank you. How are you guys doing today? Good, Good, bud. Good, good. All right. Oh, hey, Molly, you have two of the brightest guys. I, I've always loved these guys at Chicago Bears. So please hear me when I say this. Okay, that Chris guy, he's, that, he's, a, he's the same guy with the mustache and the Chicago Bear T-shirt across the front. They're looking like a dead car. We can't identify a, a quarterback to save our lives here in Chicago. We finally get a guy that has the potential, if you get the right offensive coordinator, and just this with that draft pick, add a, a, a tight end or add a receiver and add an offensive lineman. And we have a chance to like really build this team from from front to back. And we got the guy at quarterback, but Chris, because he knows so much that he's built teams before. I haven't, but apparently he has. That he wants to people want to take shots at Fields. I'm telling you, Fields is the guy that we need to take the next step. You know what I would love to do? I haven't been able to have a chance to do it. I'm sure it happens all over Chicagoland. Grab a bucket of beer, sit with Chris and Greg, and just hear them go at it. <laughs> hear them discuss the Justin Field situation. And yes. I would love to hear that. I, I, I don't know. That just would be fun because that's just, just too polarizing. I mean, it's opposites right there, and we're looking at the same player. And that's, just, that's amazing that you can get that he's the answer, he's the answer, he's the answer to he's not the answer, he's not the answer, he's not the answer. And I think that's just that's what's difficult about this about judging Justin Fields, but he hasn't done enough to me to prove one way, or I guess to the, to the, to the 
to the side that he is the true answer. I'm just I'm not sold yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have to mention the fact that when you say that, Pat, you're not sold. It's because we're looking like we might get the number one pick. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. That, that, that is, yes. that, people keep forgetting That's that part a great of the conversation. Point. That's why we're having the conversation yep. Yep. of uh, is Justin Fields the guy over uh, the two, you know, May and Williams at the top of the draft and and, and scouting them. And uh, all, we're, all you're saying is, and all Chris is saying is, from what you've seen in the last three years now with two games left, uh, is it'd be crazy not to consider those two guys at the top of the draft. Mm-hmm. You have to consider them. You have to do your due diligence. You have to study them. You have to figure out if, if they're the guy and, and Justin Fields is not the guy. Have you seen enough from Justin Fields? There's no way someone can look you in the face. And I know the argument. And say they've seen enough. He's the guy. Let's move forward with him. Ignore the quarterbacks in this draft. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the wild card. That's the thing that yeah. sits in the back of your mind. Well, and that, that mm. is going to be the determining factor. And, of course, as we all know, you do not make a decision until you have yeah. to. You, 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 right now, I mean, this is a fun topic of conversation, and it is kind of the omnipresent issue whether, you know, what do you do going forward. The fact is there's still information that you're missing. You still have to know if and, and you know, when and all that stuff. You, you just don't know yet. So I think it's really hard to try to be patient and to look for something that you can – build around because frankly I you know I guess as we said before um, the the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are the last team runs two years running they took Dan Wilkinson who's a really good player and then they took Kajana Carter in the second of those two drafts and he got hurt yeah. and his career was over fairly quickly and um, and I just think that when you don't take the quarterback you just it's very difficult to pass on a guy two years running. And I understand why they did last year, but I don't know if you can do it again if indeed they have the number one overall pick. Yeah, I, I don't think you can either. And I'm, I'm, I'm in the camp of draft one and keep Justin Fields for a year. I, I really believe nobody's ever done it. Nobody's tried it really I like that, that way. Idea. Um, I, I don't, that's not a bad idea because the, yes. the money won't hurt you. You've no. got tons of money. Yes, you have tons of money, and you're still going to get a lot of draft capital whoever you trade away later. I, I just – I. Does it were you Olin when you hear the players taking a Justin Fields side and sort of, you know, does that mean that if you draft a quarterback and you bring him in here, that he won't be accepted as a leader because half the team in the locker room is, you know, mad for the current quarterback? Oh, if, if I'm the general manager, no, not not for one second does that worry me about the decision I have to make. I consider it be, and the only the only way I consider it is I consider it this way. That's what I want them to say. I want them to support their teammate. And if a guy doesn't say that, then I have a problem with that guy, right? If the guy's not supporting a guy in the locker room, that's not a guy I want in my locker room, Pat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, I look at it differently uh, than most people. Oh, well, uh, they're going to treat the guy bad. No, they won't. If they're a good teammate, they're a good teammate, yeah. right? Uh, whoever the guy comes in, straps the helmet on, puts the jersey on, uh, a good teammate supports his teammate. So if, if they are saying the opposite, Mully, is when I worry about that guy. Right? I don't want them saying anything else. I don't want anybody in my locker room who's not supporting the 53 guys when the doors close that are in that locker room. So um, I don't worry about it for one second. I, you know, I, I thought Dan Pompey may, had a good question. I wonder what you guys think about this. He wanted Justin Fields to be the best quarterback on the field today. 
Right. What did you guys think? Well, that's Kyler Murray wasn't. I mean, I don't think mm-hmm. he came close to really being the best quarterback on the field. If anything, I ca- kind of call it a wash. I yeah. don't think either guy overwhelmed mm-hmm. me. Right. I, I, that's the way I feel. I mean, I, I I was hoping to see like when I, when he said that, I was hoping to see see Justin Fields completely outplay him. And I just feel like it was. You can have the argument, yes and no, and if you can have the argument, that means he didn't completely outplay him. So I don't think so. And to go back to having two quarterbacks on the roster, my opinion, if I'm in that locker room and you have two guys, and we had we had Rex and Kyle, right? And I was a little bit maybe better friends with Kyle Orton than I was with Rex. But to be honest with you, I didn't that that personal relationship didn't come into to my thought of of uh, should you play Kyle over Rex? Should you play Rex over Kyle? The best player should play. And that's the person you you want out there because you just want to win. So if you have a relationship with somebody and like them more and don't like the other guy, that's a bunch of bull to me. You just want the best player to play, and hopefully the coaches are putting them out there. That's All right, 312-644-6767 is the number. We'll be right back on the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. We're back with more of the Great Clip. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This post-game show, great clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Cardinals back to work at their 25. 104 to play in the third with more in motion. And Murray steps up. Pressure coming. Down he goes. Kyler Murray sacked by Kyler Gordon. What a game the second-year former Washington Husky has had for the Bears. And I'm just shocked that they came out with a run, but 
Gordon's going to pressure, or excuse me, with a uh, drop back pass when they've been able to run the ball so well and effectively. But that's just a hustle play by Gordon. I mean, he refused to quit. Yes, welcome back. It's the it's the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. And that is the hit of the game. Kyler Gordon had a good game, and uh, the hit of the game is sponsored by Estwing Professional Tools. Made in the USA for 100 years, estwing.com. He was all over the place, and he, he like stood up, made some hits, grabbed a guy by the leg mm-hmm. one time, Did just did a good job. Yeah, it's good to see the young players step up like that. That's that's the growth we're talking about, right? We preach patience, and uh, you want to see this team get better. And, you know, they, they're better from last year to this year, and that's a reason why. Young player getting better, and, you know, hopefully he can continue to take the next step and maybe get to a Pro Bowl level, something like that that becomes a dominant nickelback and, and defensive back for the for the Bears' defense. And even, uh, uh, you know, those, those plays around the line of scrimmage, a sack and a run, but then he – he was covering more, I think, early in the first quarter, one-on-one on like a slot fade, and that's a tough cover. And he did a nice job covering, uh, uh, you know, more there. So, uh, you know, just like like you guys are saying, improving and, and good to see young players and good for them to mention, mention the Washington Huskies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, apparently during his uh, news conference, Justin Fields said that he wasn't overly concerned about the Cardinals' defensive line because he didn't mm-hmm. think any of them were fast, and he said that he told his offensive linemen not to hold if the Cardinals got through because uh, it was okay. He didn't believe they could catch him. And um, apparently Lucas Patrick never got the message because didn't he have a hold on one of Fields' long runs down the sideline? Um, you don't have to do that. He's too fast. He's going to run past everyone. What did you think of that one, Olin? A great coaching point, great coaching point by Justin Fields, not to grab those guys and let him just outrun them. And I actually think sometimes, Pat, uh, coaches should drill that, hmm. uh, where you don't grab the guy when a quarterback leaves the pocket so you don't get that holding call. And I got to be honest, I didn't think that was a hold on no. Lucas Patrick there on a right. play-action pass on that nose guard. I thought he sold it uh, to the um, to the ref. Now, uh, there were two other holds at the end of the half that worried me a little more. There's a holding on a our hands to the face on Braxton and then a holding on Nate Davis. Darnell Wright got beat inside and he tried to save him. Uh, but, all, all, you know, those holdings worried me more. I didn't think Lucas Patrick wanted was a hold. But uh, to me, it's, it's, it, that's good awareness by Justin Fields to realize who you're playing. And really, uh, with Justin Fields, you shouldn't hold anything. Mm-hmm. That, that one play where, where I think he, he got the snap, it's like he turned around, there's a guy in his face. And he just, whoop, he kind of steps around him. And then another guy's coming at him, and he ran out and threw the ball away. I thought that was just a great play because they they were on top of him, but they had no chance of getting him. Oh, I mean, he's a mate. We saw it last week yeah. in, in Cleveland, right, with that touchdown throw to Cole Komet in the corner where you thought he was dead to rights. Like, that's the amazing stuff about him. And, Owen, you have, that's a great point about drilling that to the O-lineman. Mm. When you have a quarterback like that, does practice change a little bit? Because plays do break down. Molly, you were talking about plays breaking down, and that's what you see with him. Are you practicing that? You know, we never had a quarterback like that. I never went through practices like that or saw you guys go through practices like that. But is that something that needs to be done? Do they do it with Lamar Jackson? Do they do it with uh, Josh Allen? Are those things that are, are, are drilled during practice to understand the situation that what you have behind you is a lot different than a, a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees that's just going to stand in the pocket? Mm-hmm. 
and it would make sense to, to drill uh, the situations that you get in trouble in. Yep. Right? Drill them and just say, man, look, uh, if this guy wants to chase Justin Fields, by all means, chase him. You know, <laughs> or even you could you could argue the Cardinals should do the same thing, right? With Kyler Murray, like if they break the pocket, let them run after him. All right, let's try. Uh, I believe we have Calvin. Calvin is in Chicago Heights. Hi, Calvin. So, how are you guys doing? Yes, I just have like a comment or a question. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are ready to move on from Justin Fields and draft this generational type quarterback. I believe one of them is supposed to be the next Patrick Mahomes. What if either one of them turns out to be uh, Zach Wilson? What happens then? That's my mm-hmm. – I'll hang up and listen. Ryan Poles gets fired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, Calvin, everyone goes home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but, but, but you know, I, I guess, you know, they talk about, you know, you hedge your bet. Yeah, mm-hmm. You keep both of them, you're hedging your bet. Right, you're, you're hedging a bet on on having two quarterbacks, and if one doesn't work out, you still have the other one. Yep. And then do you believe how much better can he be than Justin Fields? What's Justin Fields' mm-hmm. ceiling? Have we have we seen it? And that's the hard part about this talent evaluation and the job that Ryan Poles has. And like I said earlier, I just hope he makes the right decision. But the good thing mm-hmm. is, guys, they've put themselves in position now to make a decision of of, of these two quarterbacks. And there's so many different ways you can go about it. And I'm, I'm the one, bring both of them in, let them compete, let them fit in that building and see who the best right. one is. Instead of already making your decision, you know, right at the draft or whenever they're going to make their decision. Uh, can, can I go back to that for a second, uh, Owen? Mm-hmm. You said mm-hmm. that that would never be anything that you would worry about. I'm just, I'm just curious. You know, you guys had like a really good, very popular heart and soul type guy in Thomas Jones and then Cedric Benson is drafted. And, you know, whether whether um, the tension of all that is helped or didn't help, you made it to the Super Bowl. And, mm-hmm. and I always felt that if you had stayed with Thomas Jones more in that game, instead of trying to – it was almost like there was an agenda of getting Benson going because he was drafted. I, I felt you'd have had a better chance of winning that game. Yeah, very, very interesting comparison, taking Cedric. And and to Pat's point about Kyle Orton and Rex Grossman, um, just because you like Thomas Jones, and Cedric came in and, and felt like the locker room was against him. And, and, right. and you know, he rest in peace, Cedric Benson. He was a great yes, running back. And, 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 you know, uh, I just think the mistake was made to clear out Thomas Jones and not let them just keep competing, right? Nobody in the locker room minded. No one in the locker room cared. Uh, you know, and, and, and it's just, um, you know, remember now Cedric was a big part of our Super Bowl run and Thomas uh, racked up the yards. But if you looked at the numbers, Cedric had a lot of carries in those games and he was wearing defenses out because I'm going to tell you guys right now, I've never blocked for a guy that when he hit D lineman, you knew that D lineman got hit. Cedric Benson ran the ball hard and ran it downhill. And it was really the two of them together that made our run game. And remember now Cedric got hurt in a Super Bowl and that really hurt us. Right. right, he got hurt on. Um, I think uh, uh, we were backed up, and Bob Sanders hit him, and he was out for the game. So, so losing him in that game really, really hurt us because it was the two of them playing together that made us so good. So, uh, to your point, uh, can can two guys coexist? Can they be in the same locker room? Will the locker room care? Will they turn? I don't think so, man. It, it, when you play in the NFL, it's just about who has the same jersey on and who's playing good football. Yeah, it's production, man. That's all I cared about. Yeah. That's all I cared about. Just, just help us win. And I think that's, that's and just you know, for me, it was hard because everyone liked me in the locker room, you know, 
Everyone? You're so well loved. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're, you, were, you were just like Justin Fields, 50 50. Especially <laughs> Hunter. Hunter loved me. I think Hunter Hillemeyer wrote something on the Players Tribune. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. No, he actually said it right here on these airways. Uh, okay. <laughs> How well loved you were. Yeah, okay, uh, but hold on. That's a good point, though, because there were some situations or arguments or feelings, but it never translated to the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we had a strong mm-hmm. locker room. We had a good locker room, good leaders that could could deal with that kind of stuff. And maybe the Bears are getting there. Maybe maybe T.J. Edwards, Edmonds, um, D.J. Moore, those kind of guys right. that can deal with mm-hmm. personalities in a locker room. And that, that that's mm-hmm. that's important to me, too, if I'm a GM of building a team, of building guys that – that just kind of mold that locker room and deal with that stuff internally. And then it doesn't spill over to, to Sundays, Mondays, or, or Saturdays when you're playing a game. Yeah, um, that's a good point. And on, on speaking of DJ Moore, if you get a chance to go on Twitter, you got to see the photo that, uh, that Mark Grody took of him. Apparently DJ wanted to dress like Santa. He, he ordered a Santa suit. He ironed it. Uh, last night, and uh, and he wore it to the game and in the post game. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm impressed he ironed. Enjoy the win, <laughs> you know. You got enjoy, you got enjoy the win, enjoy victory Monday. Right? Oh, and I got to ask you because we were sitting around watching games yesterday with my family, and they yeah. showed some of these guys walking in the locker room in their outfits. And she just turns mm-hmm. to me and she goes, "What would Olin said?" If somebody oh, wow. walked in, right? <laughs> and I just laughed, and she's like, "I know what he would say, but like, really? Like, what's going on? Is this a thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's now a fashion show, and it is what it uh, is, and uh, you know, whatever." Social but, media, man, it's changing, yeah, right? Yep. Because now, um, you know, you're you're all over the place, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, with the outfit you walk in mm-hmm. with. It's just as important to these guys as. Uh, you know what? You know, as their pads and their jersey, I guess. Yep. So uh, some of these, some of these outfits are interesting. You know, um, I, I, I think we talked about with Kyler Gordon. I forget where they were, uh, walked in basically shirtless uh, yeah. with, with like a mask on. So <laughs> uh, we've seen a lot That's of things right. this year, to yeah. be honest. Well, no, there yeah. was an interview. This is what it was too. We were watching that, and there was an interview I watched of Justin Fields. I forgot who it was with. I want to give her a credit. Very good interview. But she asked him about his stylist. Do you hire a stylist? He's like, Yeah, I got somebody mm-hmm. from New York that, that picks all mm-hmm. my outfits. I'm like. Excuse me, what? Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> and that's what hey, she uh, asked. And I was like, I don't know, man. It's a different game. It just it's different. That's hey, fine. It is it's just it's Patty Mully, I, I remember I think it was in my eighth or ninth year, Lovey someone said Lovey wanted to see me and I said, Okay, so I went up there and I'll make this story short. I'll give you the short version. And I thought I was in you know, I must have said something or did something that I usually do to somebody that and Lovey wasn't happy about it. And basically what he told me was he knows the amount of money they pay me, and he w- would like me to improve my suits. <laughs> he said, "He said, and the only way Lovey can say it, we can do better than men's warehouse, big guy." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my! I didn't know that. That's a good wow. one. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not everyone is an off-the-shelf guy, right? Yeah, but the no, I mean, it say, doesn't you know, matter. Uh, it, in Hawaii, you didn't grow up wearing very, very many suits, right? right? So I wasn't very big on them. Right. You should have worn like a like a white suit with a Panama hat type of look, you know? With some, oh, with some man. With I, I remember when I was at Washington, they told me I needed a sports coat, and I had to ask Whisper, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I always wear sports gear. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like a sweat jacket? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Where do I get one of these oh, things? That's, that's beautiful. 
All right, 312-644-6767. You're listening to the Great Clips Postgame Show presented by Tullamore Dew. We're back with more of the Great Clips Postgame Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Great clips. It's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Second down and goal. Khalil Herbert, the running back. And Herbert to carry. Trying to get to the edge. He does. Does he have speed to get to the end zone? He does. It's a Bears touchdown. 11 yards for Khalil Herbert. And a 13-0 Chicago lead. It's the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. And it's time for who's hot and who's cold. And uh, and hot is the offensive line. 250 yards rushing on the game. And that was just one Little moment in it, and the Bears, uh, the Bears running game won the game. The Bears offensive line won the game by opening those lanes, and obviously Justin Fields and Khalil Herbert seemed like Herbert back to his old self. So that's who's hot. As far as who's cold, well, it's uh, sadly it's uh, the offensive coordinator Luke Getze, and um, you know he really had uh, had he only been nominated earlier. He might be more cold than Valus Jones by this point. And, uh, the hot I, and I was cold. wondering how you were going to work Valus Jones in I on this. I had to mention him. <laughs> <laughs> the Hot and Cold is sponsored by Plumbers 911. Plumbing emergency. Call the plumbing professionals available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. And, uh, and a sincere... And uh, a hopeful and healthy holiday for everyone. And uh, and honestly, God bless us, everyone, as Tiny Tim would say. Bah humbug to you, Valus Jones. Just, uh, <laughs> just to be in keeping with uh. the Christmas Carol theme. Yeah, so, uh, all right. So you know the, uh, go, ahead. go take it, Olin. 
Go ahead, go ahead, Pat. I was just going to talk about Valus Jones. I just think that, that that poor young man struggles tracking the football. Yes. Just he that deep ball. Best. I mean, yeah. he threw him. A, that's a catchable deep ball. That when they zoomed in on him, he just looked like his eyes were lost, his body was lost. Like it just, you know, it's I just I, it's a swing and a miss. I think sometimes you know, Olin, you and I played with a few of those guys who came in our locker room. Good guys. You're hoping for the best. It just didn't work out. I just right now I don't see it. And just to see that one play today where he's on the sideline, it was a, in my opinion, a catchable ball for an NFL wide receiver, and he looked like he really struggled tracking the ball. Yeah, and they weren't all good guys, but you know they were swinging <laughs> misses, some of them. But uh, Christmas spirit. Listen, to, to the yeah, to the hot, the hot, the, the offensive line. Uh, you want to go back to you know Nate Davis, Lucas Patrick had a couple nice blocks today. Uh, Braxton Jones and Cody White here on a few double teams. Cody was mm-hmm. played a really good game today, and you can talk about the Cardinals D line the same way you talk about their secondary. But but they still play in the NFL, and you got to go out there and block them. But Really want to talk again what we talked about going into the game, how Darnell Wright has been their anchor, a guy they've been looking for right on the offensive line. Even though guys come in and out, play at a high level, what you need, Pat, like you know at these positions is consistency, right? A guy who's there every week, week in, week out, playing at a consistent level. Now, he's not an all-pro level as of yet, and he's got to work his way there. But to have that guy there every week uh, be kind of your linchpin of your offensive line, He's been important. I think having that guy and that, you know, making them the hot group of the week, really important to mention what he has done as a rookie for these Chicago Bears. Yeah, Nolan, I asked you to grade him and your thoughts about him potentially becoming elite and all that stuff. And on a rookie grading scale, he's got an A for everything you said there. Mm -hmm. Like, this is exactly what you want from your high draft pick to start his career. And I've been very impressed with him. He's just been super consistent. My favorite thing I liked about Amolin is he played through an injury, and he played decent yep. with an injury. That mm-hmm. is what an, in a, that's what to me an NFL offensive lineman is. You don't miss plays. Yeah, you're allowed to miss see. games if you're truly injured. And he is he's he's uh, he's proven his worth. Yeah, it's a great point, Pat. And there's an old saying in a locker room, right? Anybody can play this game healthy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's it. You, you're not healthy. I mean, even I would get banged up no. and have to play through things as a long snapper. Mm-hmm. It just that's the way it is. But the O line, that to me, it also spreads throughout your your locker room as well. When you see guys banged up playing and playing at a high level and toughing it out and and proving that you know, hey, I can play injured. You know, I, I don't have to be. I call it a hundred percenter. There's too many. It, it, I see a lot now. The NFL's changed. This is the, the old school me. A lot of hundred percenters. Guys need to be a hundred percent to play or else they won't play. And we've seen it this year that I I still don't understand it. How guys can dress. And be in there only for emergency. If you get a helmet and pads in your locker, and you're you're supposed to you're supposed to play, in my opinion. But so Darnell Wright, just go back to him. I thought he's uh, he's had a heck of a year for a rookie and has done very well. Yeah, and in cold is Luke Getzey, right, Mully? And we talked yeah. about him, and it's it's interesting because uh, they're up 21-0 with about seven minutes left in the second quarter, and it'd be interesting to go through this film and see why the offense turned cold. Right. Well, what what happened that slowed it down? I think on that last touchdown drive, they hit Cole Clement on a boot throwback, right? And then they put the ball in the end zone. And from then on, Pat, it was two Cairo Santos field goals. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I just to me it was just lean on the run though. That's my thing. Just just get the, get through this game, do what you're dominating at, shorten the game, limit the possessions so they don't have a chance to to come back and 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 make it a game. And there's just a lot of calls and situations, the first and ten in the red zone. My opinion, I'm not calling that. I'm going to continue just 
pushing the ball down the field, eating clock, taking the fourth quarter down to nothing. Uh, little things at the second quarter, 27-second drive with two minutes and 27 seconds to go. You throw the ball three straight times from like the 26-yard line. I, I, I scratch my head at that one as well. You know, I can't help but wonder as we, you know, talk about all this stuff. There was a report in the pregame that um, that the the general manager, and again, these these interviews are taped well before the game is actually played. So I don't know what day of the week it was, but he did he did talk about the players have to finish and the coaches have to coach the details closer, mm-hmm. something along that. Uh, line is what he said and I I find that very interesting because that's the general manager criticizing the coaching after they lost that that game in Cleveland so uh, he's been very careful about how he talks about everyone and last we heard from him it was nothing but you know uh, Matt Eberflus shows up like a grown man and all that stuff I don't know if that indicates anything or if you read heavily into that i noticed it was picked up in a lot of different places well he's got to be frustrated right after those yes. three losses those three late um you know the denver game the, the first lions game and then this cleveland game and we go back to last year's lions game so um you know set a standard and leave it there we talk about that a lot set the standard and leave it and uh, he's right. At the end of the game, players got to make plays, and, and we got to make sure our details are right. That that, that falls on the coaching staff, uh, coaching the details in the game, and not only coaching them, but insisting guys are doing them, right? Making sure they understand exactly what you're asking them to do. And, and hopefully Ryan Pose, before he says those things, is actually going to meetings with the coach staff and the players and listening to what the details that are actually being coached and standing on the field and realizing the exact play he's talking about. Right. And then realizing exactly what he's saying. And as far as if he's doing that, Pat, if he knows exactly what he's talking about and I am the one who made the mistake, I don't mind it. Yep. As long as he as long as he's, he's right, 100 percent correct on what he's saying. Yeah, it's just something for, for me real quick at the end. That meant a lot for me for, to hear that from him. I'm now going to look at the game a little bit different and look at the small little details for your GM to come out and say that. That meant a lot to me. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. that's a good sign. I don't know if it's a good sign for the coach instead. But, uh, hey, we want to give a shout-out to the fine folks at, uh, at Aurelio's Pizza for delivering great food for today's game. Download the Aurelio's app and start earning rewards. Visit Aurelio'sPizza.com to order from the location nearest you. Aurelio's Pizza, it's the sauce. Uh, I'm actually taking, uh, well, I'll take it tomorrow off, which is cool. And I'm taking uh, Tuesday off. So I'll be in Wednesday and Thursday, uh, I believe, this week. I've got family coming in on Monday. Uh, Guys, I wish you the happiest of Christmases. Patrick, uh, congratulations on your daughter's 18th birthday. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. I hope she really had fun at the game. That is a great age, as we all uh, vaguely recall. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) And we wish everyone who listens a very happy Christmas and a great New Year and all that stuff. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, guys. God bless all. God bless us, everyone. It's uh, it's the pregame show. It is, of course, the uh, the uh, the postgame show, the Great Clips postgame show. I'm still doing the pregame show. It's been a long day. Presented by Tullamore Dew. So maybe that is the answer to my evening. See you, fellas.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.